Hi, counseling friends. Are you wondering why you should join the Perks Counseling Content Club? Well, first, it's your one-stop shop for all counseling resources. Imagine having everything from interactive tools and templates to complete Tier 1, 2, and 3 curriculum kits at your fingertips. Plus, it offers a fantastic community support system and professional development opportunities tailored just for school counselors. So if you're ready to revolutionize your counseling game, join the club today. Trust me, it's a game changer. To join, just go to www.perkscontentclub.com. You're listening to the Counselor Chat Podcast, a show for school counselors looking for easy to implement strategies, how-to tips, collaboration, and a little spark of joy. I'm Carol Miller, your host. I'm a full-time school counselor and the face behind Counseling Essentials. I'm all about creating simplified systems, data-driven practices, and using creative approaches to engage students. If you're looking for a little inspiration to help you make a big impact on student growth and success, you're in the right place because we're better together. Ready to chat? Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. And welcome back to the Counselor Chat Podcast. I'm so excited that you are here with us today. But before we dive into the episode, I just wanted to read a review that came in from a counselor who goes by GSBHWV, and it's entitled, Thank You. And it goes on to say, being a counselor is often a lonely job. You are often the only counselor in your building, and you don't have the opportunity to PLC, staff, or just bounce ideas off of colleagues. And this podcast provides an opportunity to bear the voices of other counselors. Well, GSBHWV, thank you so much for those really kind words. And it is one of the reasons why I did start this podcast was so that we didn't have to feel like we're so alone or that we didn't have good professional development or things that were related to what was going on in our daily lives. And today on our podcast, we are going to actually hear from the voice of another counselor. His name is Jeff Becker, and Jeff is actually a former school counselor who's turned into a content creator of these amazing video lessons. And he shares these lessons with counselors across the nation, and they're in so many different school districts. It's it's unbelievable. And he has this really amazing program called In Control Cell. But... Jeff is really here today to talk to us about the five steps to vocalizing our value, how we can really share what we're worth, what we do with our stakeholders, with our administrators, and with people who just really don't have a clue as to what a school counselor does and what their purpose is. And so Jeff is going to share these five ways that we can really vocalize our value. But For those of you that are listening, I do want to say, you know, having a podcast is is pretty awesome. Uh, It really has allowed me to to connect with so many other people in just such a short amount of time. And your reviews are really important. So if you don't mind, please leave a review today for this podcast. It would mean so much. I'd love to read it on air. And it does really help to share this podcast with other people who may be looking for some PD, some information about school counseling that they can put into practice themselves. And so your reviews really help in the search for that. 
So enough of that. Let's really just dive into our episode today and welcome Jeff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Counselor Chat Podcast. I am so excited that you're here with me today. It is a summer break, and I hope everyone is enjoying their summer, getting out in the sunshine and soaking in all those beautiful rays that we have out there, and just really having a good time, enjoying their family, enjoying their their freedom from um, not being within the walls of their school, and all that great stuff that comes along with summer. Well, today on the podcast, I am here with Jeff. Becker. And if you don't know Jeff, you really should get to know him. Jeff is a pretty, pretty cool guy. He's involved in, oh my goodness, a lot of stuff. But Jeff is a professor of social and emotional learning, and he is a very dedicated school counselor. He was awarded in the past the uh, his district counselor and teacher of the year, and he was also nominated for the Florida State Teacher of the Year. He also is the founder of of two social emotional learning curriculum companies. So you might know him as the man behind In Control Cell. But Jeff is also going to be one of our presenters at our 2023 Summer Counselor Conference. And he has a really fantastic session lined up for all of us. But without any further ado, I am going to let Jeff say hi and introduce himself just a little bit. So hi, Jeff, and welcome. uh, (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I'm smiling from ear to ear, Carol. That was such a nice introduction. I appreciate that. It's um, um, but I got to say thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for having this podcast. This is so fantastic. I know how much work it takes, uh, not only to be a school counselor, but how much it takes on top of that to do a podcast. I remember trying to do a podcast and being like, "This is so much." I just um, so thank you so much for taking the time to put this together and and to contact uh, me and and get me on here so we can hopefully add some value to the counselors out there. Well, thanks. I just want to say that, you know, I have spent a really long time in my career and most of it, I was a solo counselor. And so I know how hard it was to really get information and things that I could use and do and have like access to learning at my, my time. So that's one of the reasons behind the podcast. I love it. And it is, it's, it's fantastic. It's such a great format where you can pop it on in your car or pop it on when you're at the gym. So listeners out there, make sure if you're not a podcast listener, make sure you, you subscribe and you leave a rating for it. That way you can, uh, you can have this or else if you listen to one episode and you don't subscribe, you'll actually like lose track of where this thing is and that the whole universe of podcasts. So make sure you do that. There's a plug for you, Carol. Oh, thanks. I really appreciate that. And share it with your friends. <laughs> yep. All right. So uh, why don't you tell you know our listeners a little bit about yourself and some yeah. of the things that you're doing? Yeah. So again, my name is Jeff Becker. Um, I, uh, my claim to fame is that uh, uh, once upon a time, I was a school counselor um, in middle schools and in high schools. Uh, I moved down to Southwest Florida in about 2008 or nine. And everything uh, I've ever done in my whole life has revolved around kids and empowering them to be their best selves. And the one thing I found out, Carol, as you know, how hard it is to be a counselor and to get everything done in a day. Like you would line up all of these things that you would have to do and you would almost 
seemingly never get all of them finished. So here's the abridged story of how I got to where I am now doing what I do. It was all because of all of the problems that I was having as a counselor. My principals wanted me to do character education lessons and leadership education lessons, but they also wanted me to do all of the reactive counseling pieces, the one-on-one counseling, the group counseling, 504s, IEPs, uh, filling holes in schedules, fielding schedule change request forms. And I was just, I was dying trying to get from classroom to classroom to also do these classroom lessons. And so to make a long story short, one day I was at church and I saw this big video come on, on this big screen at this church. And it was this guy and this girl. And the girl was like, hi, I'm Morgan. The guy was like, hey, I'm Lewis and welcome to the church. And we just want to say thank you so much and blah, 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 blah. And here's what's going on at the church. And I had this little epiphany and I was like, oh my goodness, wait a minute. I could make videos of myself and send them out to the teachers of me doing the lessons. So the lessons were horrible at first because I had no idea how to do it. But um, what that turned into uh, was a video curriculum company. So fast forward a handful of years later, I was putting a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into my resources. And I was like, maybe I should try to turn this into a side hustle. And I did. And it was up and to the right from there. And I'm just so lucky that counselors find value in what I do. And that really lit me up the, to find out I had the ability to help other counselors to win. So that's what I do now. In Control SEL and Can Do You, I create really fun zero teacher prep video curriculum for middle schools and high schools because I know how busy it is. I know how hard it is to get it all done. So that's kind of where I'm at now. And, and I do some ed consulting too. You know, I think that's where a lot of great inventions come from is filling a need for things that we don't have. Mm-hmm. So all the lessons that I wrote were because I didn't have it. So yeah, exactly. I you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, that is it's um, everything I do. I just try to think back. And, and so I still spend a lot of time in schools and I volunteer in schools and uh, I've even taken some contracts to go back and work in schools. Cause I feel like I was losing touch with what counselors really need. And that's just where I always want to be. I know that the job, it, it, it's a big one. It's a big one, but it's definitely needed. And especially in today's society, earlier this year, my district had a PD day for the entire, entire staff. And we had, um, I think it was John Whitaker. I might be saying his name wrong. Todd, Todd Whitaker, maybe? Todd Whitaker. I, I, oh, yeah, I, I was going to say, it. I think I had a guy named Todd Whitaker once upon a time. When you said that, I could see his face. He wears like a suit and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's written several books and things like that. But he came on. Well, he came on. He was in the stage. We're all in the auditorium. And he came in and he's like, you know, it's not that kids are different today. He's like, it's our world is different today. And that is so true. Our world is so different today that we really need great resources for kids to reach them in the society that we're living in. A hundred percent true. And so, yeah, everything I do, that's one of the filters is like students have such fantastic looking media at the tips of their fingers all of the time. So if the things that we are creating aren't rivaling the entertainment that they're using, then it's like it's going to be a really steep uphill battle. I would love and I'm sure our listeners would love to just know a little bit more about some of the other things that you do. Yeah, absolutely. So there's one thing that I'm really super excited that we just started and it's already getting um, just. And so like everything I do and everything that we spin up here 
Um, it doesn't always fly and that's okay. I'm just always trying to figure out what is going to be useful. So um, uh, we launched a training and it's a district-wide training called Counselor Impact Training. So let me unpack the, what I was thinking was the need for it. This was my hypothesis. So I remember being a counselor and as soon as I would get there, there would be like a kid that came in and they were like either out of dress code or they had like didn't have something they needed for the day. And I was immediately with kids the second I walked into the building. I look over and my phone's flashing and I have a bunch of voicemails from parents and they're having issues with a schedule or another kid in a class. Uh, um, then sometimes before school, you have parent teacher conferences. Then as soon as the bell rings for the day, you know, you're helping Maria tackle her test anxiety. Uh, you'd be stopping a fight between Eddie and his best friend. And then inevitably that would turn into like a, a half day thing where you're cheering up Eddie who was down because of the fight with his best friend. Um, in between you're, you're creating schedules, you're walking new kids around the school to make them feel welcome. You're filling out IEPs, 504 social security paperwork. And all of that would, <laughs> all of that would like be before lunch. And so the kicker was Carol. I remember bumping into my principal or other teachers in the hallway and they would jokingly like ask if I had been enjoying my quiet day. And I remember I would just like chuckle and nod. And I choose to let them believe that maybe, just maybe, it had been a quiet day in the counseling office. But you and I know that there's never a quiet day in the counseling office, like not ever. And not sometimes, ever. And some, I, I would think that like everybody, my principal, my peers, my coworkers were thinking I was just sitting around making macaroni necklaces with sad kids and just having fun. But you and I both know that counselors do so, so, so much more. So. Besides our video curriculum that we do, um, we're empowering school counselors with live training in the art of what we're calling value demonstration or what we call value vocalizing. So that's quantifying, articulating, talking about your impact, showing your impact, showing your worth and showing people that we do so, so much more. So, yeah, that's that's really that's what we're really putting a lot of energy into now here at In Control. Oh, I love that. I even love the term value vocalizing. I think that is so important for school counselors to be able to vocalize what they do and mm -hmm. to really show I'm not just sitting making my macaroni necklaces. I think sometimes teachers think that I'm just drinking coffee, but yep. playing <laughs> you know, solitaire. It is, like, yep. it is nonstop. And the description that you painted for everyone, I think everyone can relate to that because that is a typical day. <laughs> That's just a typical day. It is. It's so, it's so, I remember it being so exhausting. I remember one day, I remember actually having to go out back of my school because I, I ended up feeling like I had to cry because there was just, I think it was like I had multiple DCF calls that I had to make in one day. And I remember I had memorized the or the Department of Child and Family Services. I'm sure it's called something different in every state. But I remember I realized that day that I had memorized the phone number to DCF and that it just brought such a weight on my heart that I remember I remember going out back and crying and then coming back in and someone just being like, oh, hey, counselor guy. And I'm like, you have no idea, man. It's a lot. I totally get it because I can remember one day it was about, I don't know, three years ago, I was making calls to our DSS and we have like a hotline call. So we have to call into the state mm -hmm. and then it gets routed to our local 
DSS office. And I had called so many times that they knew my voice and they were like, hey, Carol, who are you calling about now? (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. It's unbelievable. So we we take what we know about counselors, people like you and I from from the inside. And so uh, what kind of service can we provide districts? So within this day long training, here's what we cover. There are five main things that we cover. And uh, so the first one is data decoding. I remember uh, working at a brand new middle school, uh, or I was brand new to the middle school. And I remember thinking I knew what I was going to like, what kind of problems I was going to address through my counseling and and through my counseling program. Then we found out that we had access to this fantastic data, which actually drilled way down um, into what was really going on in the school. So data decoding is it's uh, we define it as strengthening the skill to understand and apply data effectively for student success. That's looking at the data, seeing things like uh, who's getting written up, where they're getting written up in the building, what teachers are writing students up, what uh, infractions the students are most getting written up for the amount of time that these students are uh, out of the classroom due to it. Um, who are the, you know, who are the top 10 students who are, you know, your frequent flyers in your ISS or your restorative practices programs? I remember when I looked at that data, when I was like, all right, first of all, who's had this data the whole time? I didn't even know we had access to this stuff. And then second, I remember realizing, oh my gosh, if I would have known these were the actual problems, if I, ident- if I you know... If, I would have been working on this a whole lot harder than the things that I have been working on. The The second thing is gap grappling. So this is, uh, we empower counselors to identify and to confront hidden performance gaps impacting students. So what we do is we, we encourage counselors to find these big problems that are actually happening in their schools. Who's being written up? What teachers are writing people up? Like, where are the issues on the campus? So that way you can really articulate and really see and illustrate where the big problems are in the school. Because schools are fast moving places. We don't often get time to actually look at the data to find out and quantify, most importantly, quantify the problems within our school. Does that make sense, Carol? No, it certainly does. The whole data thing is so important, right? And I know a lot of counselors like, just looking at the Facebook groups, they're always like, okay, I collected this data and I have this data and I want to show that my groups have had a success. But really, you need the data to show what gaps you have so that you can close them. So yeah. that is so important. We could, Jeff, we might need you back on so that you can do a whole other show just on this gap grappling. Oh, yeah. And oh, the data, yeah. <laughs> your oh, data <laughs> I am such a, I'm such a geek when it comes to data because... Data isn't just data. Data tells a story. Data, um, for instance, uh, when I was a counselor, when I got to finally see this data, I found I found 10 students and those students had the highest percentage uh, and, and the most minutes missed in their classroom due to ISS. So um, I took these 10 students and I put them in a group counseling group we we created some in, and we'll talk about interventions in a minute but we created this group based on data so at the end of it i was able to say hey here were these 10 kiddos that were missing a ton of classroom time and we worked on the skills that they need to actually figure out how to stay in the classroom and how to 
have proactive behaviors and how to have coping mechanisms so that they're not just launching themselves out of the classroom every day. And then I, you could see a very drastic difference. So you want to talk about power and being able to, you know, vocalize your value. You can hold up a piece of paper and like, Hey, look, here's this kid His name's Milton. And he, we added the 140 minutes in the last three months to his academic, you know, adventure. So yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to data. I just love data. It's, I might be a geek, but I really do because it does, it helps you. And if nothing else, Carol, it helps you to see where you need to really put your time. Does that make exactly. sense? Exactly. It does. I will say that I'll be geeking out with the data right there along with you because it's it's such a powerful tool. Um, I'm just going to share a quick little story. So I was looking at report cards. You know, I am in an elementary school. And when I was in the high school and the middle school, I looked at report cards all the time. But I have to really admit that since I moved to elementary, I don't really look at them. But then I was looking at them for something. I think I had to pull it off for um, a report for like a law guardian or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this report and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like all this SEL criteria at the bottom. Like, is the kid engaged? Is the kid doing this? Is yeah. That I never knew existed on the report cards. And I was like, <laughs> this is a gold mine. Yes, and so yes, I yes, was, yes. I was pulling that to like then for my groups. What a game changer. What Correct. It gives you a target, if nothing else. Okay. So the first two, they kind of went together, and that's why I kind of clumped them together. So again, from the top with value vocalization, there's data decoding, there's gap grappling. So then the third one is creative crafting. Um, as counselors, sometimes we don't always feel encouraged to do the things that we know how to do. Uh, we have such a specialized skill set as counselors to do so many amazing things. Like on your Facebook group, uh, which, it, by the way, thank you for doing that Facebook group. That's so good. It's so good. The uh, the um, caught in the middle, the caught in the middle one's fantastic, and mm -hmm. I'm a member of of the high school one. But they're so good uh, because you can see what other people are doing, and there's so many people doing so many creative things out there, and that's really important because I remember again, you just sometimes in education, we're so rushed and we're so jammed in our schedules and we're so discouraged by giving kids advice and seeing them not take it or having to drag kids across the finish line when it comes to like, you know, getting their grades up in graduation that sometimes we can fall into this rut of not thinking outside of the box. So uh, creative crafting is uh, inspiring the creation of unique innovative solutions to address individual student needs. Uh, uh, for instance, I see some really great stuff in in the counselor Facebook groups, like starting boys groups and girls groups and, and taking kids on, um, on field trips and stuff like that. Or, or I remember I went through the book manual to manhood. Here's a plug for a fantastic book, the manual to manhood. It's just like one page lesson plans for young boys to learn skills. Like, I think it's called like the subtitle of the book is how to change a tire and cook a steak. Um, <laughs> but there are like a million things in there. So I created a boys group, um, but it was really a boys group. It was a disguise for a bereavement group because there was a high population of boys uh, who had who had parents who passed away. Um, so cre crafting creative interventions, like coming up with just really crazy ideas, because as counselors, we're such creative people and and we are the heartbeat of the school that. Um, but oftentimes we sometimes we feel like we can't 
which, which again, these kind of go in pairs. The first one was all about data and finding gaps. Now this is creative crafting. So your viewers or your listeners might be thinking, well, yeah, my principal is not going to go for some Looney Tunes thing that I cook up. Well, the next part of the training, part number four is pitch perfecting. So I was in sales for a long time before I was a counselor. Well, I wouldn't say a long time. I think it was five or six years. And I had to sell copiers. And so if you want to talk about the hardest sale in the world, selling people a $10,000 machine that makes copies of a piece of paper when they already have one. Anyway, I digress. But it's boosting our confidence uh, in presenting bold, innovative ideas to school leaders, which can be really, really hard. Um, and so, um, I outlined the methods in which I used in, in my business life today in my business life back then, but also in my counseling life, knowing how hard it can be to nail down your principal. However, when you have that data in front of you saying, Mr. Principal, Mrs. Principal, this is the issue. Look at this. This is crazy. We have a a 22% increase in fights from, you know, 23 to 24 or, um, or look, I'm, I'm seeing this really horrible issue with our L25 students and getting written up in the cafeteria. Um, so we can take the things that we've learned so far in this training and take it to our principal and say, hey, I know you have goals to make this an even better school. I'm with you. I can do this. As a counselor, I have a really awesome skill set. Here's my crazy idea. That makes I, sense? Yeah, I love that. Because every time I listen to people talking about data or using data and how they're going to show the data. It's more about the improvements that they have made. But I think showing the deficits that we want to decrease is maybe even more valuable when we're, That's right. we're pitching an idea. So love it. Love it. That's right. The um, it, It's just so hard um, sometimes to feel like you're principal will invest in you. I know when, you know, we're on consultation calls for in control and, and people ask, they're asking, they're at the stage where they're asking the price for the product. And uh, I hear counselors almost sound deflated, like, ah, my principal would never. Well, your principal has goals. Your principal has agendas. Your principals has hopes and dreams to make this an even better school than it's ever been. Your principal has dreams to, decrease discipline referrals to to decrease the amount of calls that you even have to take reactive calls as a counselor uh, they have goals to create you know uh, higher test scores in math and reading if your principal believes that you can help them to get there you better believe that they're going to invest in you if you make a case and say hey i know what your school wide goals are they're to decrease discipline referrals, they're to increase teacher retention, and they're to decrease tardiness among sixth through eighth graders. Hey, check out what I can do. I'll bet you if you give me X, Y, and Z, if you give me more time on counselor-related tasks, if you allow me to have a group counseling group on Tuesdays and Thursdays, if you allow me to do a breakfast club group, if you allow me to do these things that I know how to do as a professional... I can help you to reach your goals. So it's you're exactly right, Carol, when you said that. When you help your principal to understand that you can help them to reach their goals, you better believe they're going to invest in you. And I love the language that you were just using too. If you allow me, you are showing your worth, but still asking for their permission to do so. But you are really, I think it 
will you allow me? It yeah, really let, let me like, be me. Let me yeah. be me. Let me be. Let me be a counselor. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Love it. Fantastic. And so, just to round it out, we teach you how to uh, to actually vocalize your value. So it's not just your principles; it, it's how to create a communication plan where you're where you're letting stakeholders know who you are and what you're actually doing. So when you have looked at the data, when you have found a big gap in the data, when you have created this wild and crazy and creative way to close that gap, when you've pitched your principal on it and they've finally given you the resources you needed to do it, then you shout from the mountaintops like, I am a counselor, this is what I do, this is what we did together as a building, thank you for trusting me. Hey, parents, this is how we're serving your students and your, well, we're serving your children, your pride and joy that you have so much anxiety over uh, them getting off into their, you know, fantastic future. Uh, hey, teachers, I know that I'm pulling Johnny from your class one day a week. I know that we're pulling Sarah and Jenny into group counseling every third period. I'm sorry they had to miss that, but check out what we did. Their test scores went up exponentially. They're spending more time in the classroom instead of roaming the hallways. They're getting to school on time. I've data behind this. I'm helping to make school better. I'm helping to make uh, the students better behaved in your classroom through the through the counseling lessons that we're that we're doing in your classes, um, and showing everybody what you do. And I think what happens. When we do that is we inspire other people to do the same and it creates this ripple effect with other counselors and other schools and other districts because they'll notice that you're doing something special at your school when you take this approach. Right. Oh, I love it. This was this was fantastic. I feel like, yeah, we need to have you back so that you can talk more about all of this. This is yeah. fantastic. I'm happy to. It just it it like I said, I'm just so lucky. I I'm not a business like I'm still learning how to do business and stuff. I'm a counselor. And so just the, even if I can just help a counselor, some counselors, man, it just, it brings me a ton of joy. So I'm just, I feel really lucky. Well, thank you for all the work that you're doing. And this program sounds like it can help so many people out. Just the the five tips that you gave us today. These are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If there's anything I can do to help you, just let me know, Carol. All right. So friends, thank you for joining us. And I'm so glad, Jeff, that you were able to share these five steps. But what all our counselors should also know is that you are one of our presenters at our Summer Counselor Conference. And while this isn't the session that you're going to be doing, you are going to be sharing with everyone how to get teachers to deliver counseling lessons, and which is such another very important topic. Do you want to share a little bit about that and what people can expect? Yeah, absolutely. So the um, the session that I'll be doing is all about how to get teachers to uh, deliver your counseling lessons. And so in an increasingly busy world for all of us, we're going to have to lean on teachers. And uh, as you and I were talking about before, we should want to lean on teachers. We should want to include teachers in this process of going beyond academics and outside of the academic line. So this is all about how to uh, get teachers to deliver your lessons. And this isn't just to like make your job easier. This is to, because as counselors, a lot of times we can't get it all done ourselves. And the other thing is, is that when we can get a teacher bought in um, to things like social, emotional learning, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, decision-making skills, when we can get that going in the classroom. So whether you're an elementary, middle or high school teacher, this all applies. 
that's how you're really going to make the biggest impact. You know, as a counselor, you get to the end of yourself very quickly. But one of the problems is, and so as a company, we create tier one curriculum, which means that it's the entire school does the curriculum. It's video curriculum. So all the teachers have to do is just press play on the video and watch the video and do some discussion questions, which all of us, all of the listeners right now, we probably think, oh, that's simple. Well, it's not always simple to teachers. Teachers, that's it It can create a lot of apprehension in teachers and it can, can create a lot of ways that teachers will... There was one of my mentors, let me back up. He he told me something that was great is when people don't feel prepared for something, they view it as a threat. And when people don't and so when teachers don't feel prepared to do counseling lessons, for whatever reason, whether they don't think that's their forte, whether they don't think they'd be good at it, whether they're afraid kids are gonna ask wacky questions, <laughs> which we know that they do, when when teachers don't feel prepared to do counseling lessons. They will find a way to not do them. And that can drive us up a wall when we spend so much of our time, we invest our blood, sweat, and tears into these lessons and the teachers aren't doing them. Or even worse, when we're spending you know, thousands of dollars on counseling curriculum and the teachers aren't even using it the way they're supposed to. So if you're an elementary, middle, or high school counselor and you either are leaning on teachers to do lessons or you're hoping to in this next coming school year, my session will be for you. It'll, I'll just give you some really applicable, uh, ac- applicable tips in my session. You are going to be actually doing things. It's not just going to be me ranting. I'm actually only, if it's a 45 minute session, I'm only probably going to be talking for 15 or 20 minutes. And you're actually going to be creating a plan of how you're going to empower your teachers to do these lessons and to do them with enthusiasm. Oh, that's great. Thinking a little bit as you're talking. And I just want to reassure some of our counselors who might be saying, oh, I couldn't ever let my teachers take control of my counseling lessons. I just want to also just reassure people that it's not about giving them full control over every single counseling lesson, but it's having them buy into the fact that social emotional learning is important every single day. And that it's not just a once a week or once a month or once every few months type of deal. But when teachers are taking control of it, and you could tell me if I'm I'm wrong here, but from my experience, when teachers take control and have that as part of their, their duties, they're more apt to say, oh, we talked about conflict resolution. So what are the steps that we just learned? How can we resolve this this problem that you're having with Johnny in class today? And how can we do it here in school? A hundred percent. And so research is very clear. Uh, I work with National University in their master's degree program for SEL. So they give us all of this really, again, research, I'm a geek, is um, they, not only does it show that it, it helps to decrease problem behaviors in the classroom because uh, think about this from a, a kid's perspective. You're seeing that your teacher cares about you beyond the academic subject that they're teaching. And that's really all that kids want. There are going to be kids that are enthusiastic <laughs> about math, but they all want to know that their teacher actually cares about them. And that's what that communicates when they're doing a counseling lesson, even if they're doing it poorly. But the other thing it, that research shows, and this was an unexpected outcome is that it shows higher job satisfaction from the teachers when they actually do these lessons. Isn't that crazy? 
Um, I would say no. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know why? Because if you really think about it, you know, we say all the time and there's, you know, every time you pop up the internet now, there's going to be something that says, you know, kids will remember the connections that you made with them. Yeah. Right. So that's how they really find connectedness to school yeah. and value. But the same holds true with teachers when they connect with their students. They're also making those connections. And guess what? That's going to make them feel good, too. Yep. It lights them up. So it works both ways. Oh, Jeff, this was fantastic. I can't wait for your session. I think it's going to be great. I know there's a ton of counselors out there who are going to want to hear more of how they can have their teachers get a little bit more involved. Let's say a lot more involved um, <laughs> yeah. in this social emotional learning. So this is going to be fantastic. I really can't wait. For those of you that are interested and we're like sparking your interest, you can go right, just do a little search, 2023 Summer Counselor Conference. It'll pop right up and you can get your ticket from there. Anyway, um, Jeff, before you leave us today, I have a couple questions for you. Okay. All right. If you were a condiment in the refrigerator, what condiment would you be and why? Oh, that's a good one. I And this is weird because the answer popped right into my head as if this was like something I thought about a lot, but it's not, is uh, hot sauce. And oh. here, here's why, Carol. This is so weird. Thank you for asking <laughs> this question. <laughs> so um, I'm just, as you can tell, I'm just really excited about things. I'm at my best when I have a lot going on. Um, I'm very enthusiastic. I'm very energetic. Um I, I'm definitely not ketchup. Uh, mustard makes me feel weird. Um, I'm hot sauce. I I just I'm going all the time. I'm going a thousand miles an hour, and I'm just uh, yeah, I'm hot sauce. <laughs> Thank you. I I love that. I love that. Um, it's funny when I ask kids the same question. <laughs> I love how they always try to think of like the least used condiment in the refrigerator. <laughs> so. That's but funny. I like I like the little spin, like I'm hot sauce. Oh, I love that. So, all right, I got one more question for you. Are you ready? Fire away. So, what is the last TV show that you watched, and would Ooh. you recommend it? Um, I'm a sucker for anything having to do with restoration. If you've ever taken the Clifton Strength Finder, that's my number one is restoration. So any kind of restoration show. And and so here's my disclaimer. This show is horrible. It, it wasn't even good. Um, but I, I watched it because it was all about uh, this company where they go, they go over the border uh, from Texas into Mexico. They buy cheap beat up cars and they bring them back to the U.S. and they restore them and then they sell them. So I want to say, what was it called? It was called, uh, I want to say Tex-Mex Restoration. That uh, It's on Netflix, but it was easily bingeable. It was just stupid humor. I loved it. I watched all eight episodes in like a minute. I watch a lot of those uh, how-to shows. Not so much with the cars because, you know, I... Yeah, not so much with cars. My kids would be all into the cars, but I'm into like the houses and uh, particularly ones that are like the old houses that are like falling apart that need oh, a yeah. bit of life. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
that and that's because that's my life. I live in an uh an 1813s farmhouse and Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Uh and my front room is completely gutted right now. <laughs> Oh my god! Right now, yeah, it's a disaster. Um, I have no trim around most of my windows and my kitchen or the doors, and it, it it's a mess. So <laughs> that's amazing. That's a dream of mine. Just take an old old house and and do it back up. Just don't live in it. <laughs> that's my advice. Just don't live in it. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. I really enjoyed this. This was great, and I know our listeners will get a lot out of this too. So thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carol. Again, thank you for all the hard work that you do uh, with your kids at school, with with your with your counseling business, with, with your Facebook groups and your podcast. I appreciate you. And I'm sure there are a million people out there that do too. So thank you. Oh, great. Oh, one more thing before we leave. Uh, is there a way that our listeners can get in touch with you? Sure. Um, you can just go to incontrolsel.com. Again, that's incontrolsel.com. I'm not big on social media. I just can't stand social media and what it does to our kids. So I can't uh, find the energy in my heart to be on it too much. I do have social media accounts, but I really don't use them. But yeah, just incontrolsel.com and and that'll route you to somebody that'll route you to me. Perfect. And I will put a link to that in the show notes awesome. just so that if people are looking, they can find you. Very cool. Well, thank you again, Carol. You're the best. All right. Have a great day. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Counselor Chat. All of the links I talked about can be found in the show notes and at counselingessentials.org forward slash podcast. Be sure to hit follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast player. And if you would be so kind to leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. Want to connect? Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram at Counseling Essentials. Until next time, can't wait till we chat. Bye for now.